Welcome to Best of Seven, presented by The Big Lead. I'm Kyle Coster. Liam McCune is out for yet another week. He has a lingering injury. Much like all the other NFL teams, it has been very hard for us to get our A personnel out on the field at the same time. It's a makeshift unit. We're trying to make the best of it. We're canceling things. We're moving post to Tuesday. Art is mirroring real life. And as we come to you looking at the week 16 NFL slate and identifying the seven best picks, I guess the thing to say is, boy, there is some bad football being played because of contractual obligations to play said football. Having said all that, it was kind of a roller coaster for us in week 15. We managed to go nine and seven. That is our fourth consecutive week over 500 it moves our record on the year to 105 and 94 that's right Liam and I are making money and we're making money by picking the games early when the lines first come out because God knows they're going to be changing they're going to be fluctuating they're going to go up they're going to go down what's proven to be pretty effective this year is taking a sober look on Monday Tuesday or in this case Wednesday morning Simply saying, what team do you trust more? And we're getting about 52 to 53% of those picks correct. What we'll be doing, as always, is identifying the seven best NFL picks on the board against the spread. And let's start with number seven. It's those Detroit Lions who I love, and Liam loves vicariously through myself. They're getting four and a half free points in their trip to Atlanta on Sunday. Dan Campbell has this team playing really well. Many people are saying it's the best 2-11-1 NFL team that's ever taken the field. By many people, I mean me and my kid that I taught how to say that. But they do play hard. And Jared Goff's health now thrown into question. We don't know if he's going to be the quarterback or what godforsaken retread the Honolulu Blue and Silver is going to be throwing out there in Atlanta, but we do know that the Falcons have deficiencies. We know that they are not this buzzsaw that's going to be dominating from the opening whistle. I think Detroit is going to play harder. Atlanta knows that its playoff dreams likely went away for good last week, barring some sort of miraculous run. You you look at their schedule down the stretch, the Lions is an easy game. It gets more difficult. Let's have the Matt Ryan conversation really quick. Where is this guy playing his football next year? Because I think this will be a Sunday which could serve as a referendum on what the Lions' master plan, if you can call it, was in getting Jared Goff to take the lumps and losses until he was ready to compete. I think that Matt Ryan would have been a better option in this Detroit system. Obviously, some things did not come to fruition. This one is not going to be pretty, but I like the Lions to cover, certainly, And I like the Lions to win because you don't mess with a hot streak. The number six pick on the board is the Jacksonville Jaguars getting two and a half points over the New York Jets. This is the Lawrence Wilson Bowl. Everybody has been excited to see. And by everybody, I mean nobody. Jacksonville, they are playing out the season. Bevel has a tough task in order to try to keep the train on the track. Meanwhile, the Jets suck. That's the extent of the analysis there. I don't even think that this game deserves 
a second paragraph in the write-up. We didn't do it. I feel fine about that. Funny thing happens with games like this. When you think that they're going to be really terrible and not interesting, they tend to be the most curious and fascinating of the early slate. The Jags get their third win of the year and their first without Urban Meyer. The number five pick on the board, the New Orleans Saints. We are going to tempt fate and bet against those Miami Dolphins winners of six straight. New Orleans giving three points to Miami. Doesn't seem like an exciting Monday night football game, but I think you're going to see two desperate sides, both knowing that a loss effectively ends their dreams of getting hot and riding into the playoffs and maybe stunning some people. Tua has been really good. The Saints just shut out Tom Brady. The Saints have an ethos. They know who they are. They're going to be swarming. They just rose to the moment on national TV. With Miami, you start dissecting this winning streak, and it's quickly apparent that they have played some pretty terrible quarterbacks en route to those six straight wins. Give us the Saints. Give us the Saints by about eight. That's more than three by our math. And we move on to the number four pick on the board, which is the Green Bay Packers, seven-point favorites over the Cleveland Browns. What can you say about the Browns this year except they are trying their best? They are getting through hell and high water. Baker Mayfield is a broken man. He is playing with so many maladies, not to mention COVID every now and again. This is a snake-bitten team. They are depleted. You start looking at what the line looks like on the offensive side and if any of their big pass rushers are going to be out on that given Sunday. It's just not a reliable option, especially when you consider that you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Cancel calls a sweatshirt, huh? Interesting. He's on the other side, and he's playing the best football of the year, likely of his career, has his eyes on winning an MVP, the ultimate screw you, the ultimate I told you so. I think that Green Bay is the Super Bowl favorite at this point. I think they're going to keep proving that on any given Sunday. Packers, 33. Browns, 17. I hate to say it. I know some Browns fans. They're good people. It's been particularly difficult to see them grapple with a disappointing season. I think it continues. Number three pick on the board is those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11 and a half point favorites over the Panthers. Look, Tom Brady lost much of his weaponry. There is reason to be concerned long-term. We're not making a pick long-term. We're making a pick for this Sunday against the lowly Panthers. And I'll tell you, hell hath no fury like a Tom Brady scorn. The man was shut out. He was cursing at the other sideline. He is motivated by this. It could be the best thing that ever happened to him. You look at the last several times, he's been terrible on offense and the obituaries of the dynasty in New England being dead get published. And the next thing you know, it's this miraculous Super Bowl run. <clears throat> not saying he lost on purpose, not, not saying it either, because it would make perfect sense when you consider it in his body of work. I just don't think the Panthers are going to be able to put points up on the scoreboard in this one. And I think that Tom Brady is certainly interested in putting a 30 burger up with a side of maybe an extra 15 points. So maybe 45 to three. I like this one getting super sloppy, super messy. If your fantasy leagues are going on right now, I'll tell you might be the time to take Antonio Brown. I think that they're going to force feed him. Uh, and I think that Tom Brady is in line for five touchdowns as he does as he refuses to go quietly into the night like a Dylan Thomas poem, 
against another aging NFL quarterback in Aaron Rodgers in the race for that MVP trophy. The number three pick on the board is my Cincinnati Bengals. Two and a half point favorites over the Baltimore Ravens. We don't know what the deal is with Lamar Jackson's health. It's either between him and Jair Bolsonaro and Brazil and the record for people who have caught COVID the most times. Let's get Guinness on that. Tyler Huntley was really, really good against the Packers, and it came down to a two-point conversion for the second time for this Baltimore team, and I love that John Harbaugh goes for it. I think he's made the right call both times. One of the times he got a drop pass, the other he took away half the field. The people who say, I like the decision, I don't like the call, you're having your cake and eating it too, don't much care for that analysis, but that's something for another time and place. Joe Burrow is the real deal. We've seen it. We have a body of work. I think that Joe Burrow is as real of a deal as any quarterback in the league outside of about eight right now. I trust him with the big games. I trust him in the big moments. I like that offensive. I like his offensive explosiveness and I love his diligence and I love his passion for the game. All these things like he is a seasoned pro. And I think that one of the things that got undervalued was that him coming out of LSU, piloting the best offense that has ever existed in college football and doing it at a professional level down the stretch, going undefeated. He walked in knowing that he could handle any moment, big and small. He's proven that. I like the Bengals to beat the Ravens. I like the Bengals to make the playoffs. And you want to know what? I like the Bengals to win a playoff game if you're setting your future bets right now. Number one pick on the board. And to me, this one is easy and it will delight Liam. I know he's listening probably in a hospital room right now or some sort of halfway house. He's got his feet up. I don't know. You're in our thoughts and prayers, Liam, for the second straight week. Hopefully these picks inspire you to, to deal with whatever you're dealing with out there. It's one small thing that we can do in honor of you. Our number one pick is the New England Patriots, two and a half point favorites over those Buffalo Bills. And we are excited for the Mac Jones, Josh Allen rivalry, aren't we folks? And we are excited to see it with so much on the line. These two just played a game in inclement weather in Buffalo. New England ran the ball three times. It was Bill Belichick's masterpiece. We sat here talking in the wake of that one that the old guys still got it, that Mac Jones is the greatest game manager since Tom Brady and that the Patriots were the best team in the NFL. Now that came crashing down to earth with a trip to Indianapolis last Saturday night. Yeah. I just think that, I just think that the New England Patriots, the defense is the calling card. Josh Allen has been really inconsistent. Couldn't get anything going the first time around. Both teams need to have it. I think that the bills are so close I think that they start games slow, and when they do, they have a hard time coming back, which plays right in the hands of the Patriots, who will want to possess the ball for 42 minutes in this game and every game going forward. I think this one's going to be spectacular. I think it's going to be fun. But again, in those last two minutes, in winning times, we've seen Josh Allen come up short time and time again this year. I don't think that's a personal indictment against him. It has, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. But in that situation, in Foxborough, in Gillette, with the mass holes getting ready to celebrate Christmas, I take the Patriots. Liam, I would never pick against the Patriots during this time of year, and I hope you know that. Those are our seven best NFL picks of the week. Hey, while I have you here, let me tell you about something our friends over at the Players' Tribune are doing. Knuckleheads, the award-winning podcast. 
Now, this is a show hosted by former NBA players, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's something that I've been listening to for a while because you get the player perspective. That is something that's long been devalued in sports media. Let's hear what the players have to say. You know what's a good spot for that? The Players' Tribune, Synergy, Inagortion, all that. Now, the Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. It's in its seventh season, so you know it has a track record. Maybe it's looking for that second contract, looking to get the max from Utah. I don't know. Maybe a blog post about it. Guests this season include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan having a great year. I don't want to say it's because he was a guest on this podcast, but I'm not not saying it either. Quinn and Darius, they're lifelong friends and they're bonafide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories in this, the golden era of sports and pop culture. The show is named for the on-court celebration that they made wildly popular. It's an unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast, and it's like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. That's Knuckleheads from the Players' Tribune. Keep checking out thebiglead.com, the website, analog, long-form blogs, all that stuff. If you're interested in reading, dying art, lost art, some say it's coming back. I don't know. Listen to my podcast, The Kyle Coster Show. I dove into the term bad beat, and if... We need to stop saying it and also question whether the NFL's product is any good in my latest episode. Haven't been canceled, haven't been shut down yet. It's only been 24 hours. Stay tuned on that one. Thanks for listening to us. And as I said at the beginning, we have been winning. Hopefully we can keep winning. We would love to get to about 20 games over 500 when all this is said and done. If nothing else, to put it on our resume.